And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello, listeners, and you're very welcome to another We Are Me podcast with Davy Houston and Mickey Brennan. Um, Davy, the, the dust has settled a little bit. Um, it's still hazy, though. I can tell you, it's still very hazy for me. Um, yeah, what a day. Um, we, we have to go straight to it. The history makers, the ladies, what a day in Coker. Yeah, it, it was just sensational. I suppose we got a taste for it last week with the Mead Miners and you know, that, that sort of wet the appetite. And it's it's amazing, Mickey, from talking to, you know, all the people that we spoke to yesterday, um, you know, about how how that was sort of a driving factor. But in the week, the build up, the flags, the colour, the noise around the, the ladies' final and stuff. And also the fact that there were rank underdogs as well, I think probably just maybe appealed to the rest of the country as well, because Dublin were going for an historic five in a row. Mead were sort of coming up as the fairy tale story. And, in many people's eyes, to know hopers. And we know from, obviously, speaking to the girls afterwards that that was a, a major driving factor. But um, the, the colour and noise that was brought to Crow Park yesterday, I don't know about you, you've been to All-Ireland Finals. Personally speaking, I've never seen anything like it. It was it was amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, there is something special about the ladies' football finals. I've been to the finals a couple of times. And it really is a, a carnival atmosphere when you get there. But... The meat supporters turned out in their droves, Davy. And at the beginning, when the teams were going around the field, um, following the band, um, you know, the only flags that you could see flying as the teams went past, over the majority of the flags were, were, were all meat, and the noise was coming from the meat supporters. It was it was just incredible. Yeah, and it was a massive driving force for the players as well. You know, that the noise, pure passion. Um, and ultimately the vocal support that they got throughout the game, and particularly at difficult times when it looked as if Dublin were going to come back at Mead at several different occasions, but the, the support base was right behind Mead all the way through and the girls responded in kind, you know, and, and really came out the other side of it and just came out, as you said, like heroes. They're absolutely amazing and a terrific ambassadors for this great county. Yeah, the celebrations, Davy, afterwards. Um, obviously, we went down and got our interviews and whatever. We will be doing a full review of the game with all of the interviews um, on our loyal loyal service, we've uh, Vicky Wall, we've Sean Ennis, we've Avian Lee, and we've Eamon uh, Murray, the manager as well. And um, you know the, the the whole carnival atmosphere after, during the game, but then afterwards, Davy, you know we leave, we go down, uh, we we obviously organised a bus and whatever, and then we went to trim to the Knightsbrook, and uh, like thousands and thousands and thousands of people there to to uh, clap home and. Uh, the, the the heroes. Um, it was. I just. I was just astounded by the whole thing. 
Yeah, it was it was amazing. Um, pitch black about half nine, ten o'clock on, on a Sunday night, you know, and um, people lining the streets, you know, and, and the big long drive into Knightsbrook, like literally a guard of honour, you know, each side. And then they walked into the hotel where we were um, and true to the function room. And like it was just just heroes and the reception was amazing. And they were clearly overwhelmed by it. But I don't know why they were, because, you know, they're, they're just class and they're just uh, heroes in, our, in everybody's eyes, I think. Absolutely. Um, they really are. And, you know, like Ed, everyone said, you know, 11 to 12 points, Davey Rispin. And, uh, you know, it could have, it could have been more. Um, Meade led this game from pillar to post. Dublin never got the lead and, and the game was played at Mead's terms or on Mead's terms. And, you know, while I'm saying like, yeah, they, they, it could have been more Mead. I, Mead were probably a six point better team, seven point better team than Dublin on the day. Yeah, they were. They were absolutely. I think they, they led from pillar to post and made that quick start that we spoke about that was going to be so, so important. You know, got the goal, obviously, through a piece of absolute phenomenal brilliance and improvisation from Emma Duggan um, what a player but that that was a major help and controlled the large parts of the first half I think everybody knew that it was still going to get tight in the second half you know yeah. regardless of what me did or, or what Dublin didn't do or did do it was always going to get tight in the closing stages and it was always going to be about how Mead could hold their nerve control it and that and that they did Mickey the way they held the ball Monica McGurk's restarts as well by enabling oh. you know getting primary possession and, and finding players like Moira O'Shaughnessy for me was the one time and time again and Sean Ennis as well they were great out balls for Monica but she picked them on a sixpence like um, yeah. and, and that gave us a platform and you know we, we were sitting beside each other Mickey and we were just amazed at how we were pulling and dragging Dublin from positions and not always kind of penetrating the defence but not having to you know just pulling them out of positions working the play um, and ultimately winding down the clock from from an early stage without being overly blatant about it or overly kind of um, cynical or whatever way you want to describe it because we did manage to kick key scores at really important times as well Yeah and like we um, we beat the referee as well on the day Davey like um, okay the referee wasn't terribly bad but all of the big decisions went Dublin's way, as in there was a, there could have been at least four yellow cards and maybe a red card on the Dublin side, but they never received one card. So I suppose if you were to look at it that way, the big decisions did go with Dublin on the day. Sure, because, you know, the first one inside the first oh, 20 seconds on yeah. Vicky Wall, that was a perfect opportunity for him to lay down a marker, you know, and give a card and say, OK, that's it. No, you know, but by him letting that go, he was setting the precedence for the game um, by doing that. And, you know, th there was a few really, really cynical um, challenge challenges on Mead players in particular and others that were completely left unpunished. You know what I mean? There wasn't even freeze yeah. given. Um, but you're right. Thankfully, we, we overcame all that. And uh, it would have been a, a real travesty had Mead lost that game because they were by far and away the better side. And as you say, two points doesn't really tell the whole story, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's, it's a, a one is a one is a one, as they say. Um, absolutely incredible. Just phenomenal stuff from start to finish. Their their athleticism and their their fitness levels, Davy. You know, unrivaled. And you know, we saw the the Dublin manager, um, Mick Bohan, after the game, Davy, as he was being interviewed, and he he commented on on how fit me were, how physical they were 
how tactical they were as well. And he couldn't heap enough praise on them. Yeah, he was he was outstanding. Um, myself and yourself didn't record it because obviously it's it's not really relevant to ourselves. But we both stood there with our mouths open, yeah. like in awe of what he was saying. I, I was blown away. He was really really emotional as well. It was it was kind of hard looking at him, trying to trying to talk and trying to speak. Um, but he was so complimentary in Mead, so complimentary the way in which this Mead ladies team have revolutionised the ladies game and the way in which they're playing as well. And, and complimentary of his own side as well. They, they've been outstanding um, champions and ambassadors and they were very, very classy in defeat. You obviously, you know, it's, it's easy winning and, and being gracious in victory, but when you're gracious in defeat and, and to be fair to them, the dubs were and, and Mick Bowen was as well. And I know he went in, he went into the me dressing room then after that and gave them a great, uh, great speech as well. So, um, class act. Yeah, really, really was. Um, it was so surprising as well because in the lead up to it, I suppose he never mentioned Mead and whatever, and it was all about Dublin and whatever. And to see that side of him after the game was absolutely brilliant. And uh, yeah, he he held himself really well. And he um, for a dub, he's not that worried. He's not the worst of them, you know. Um, but yeah, and, and and the girls as well. The Dublin team, they stayed on the field, waited for the, the Mead girls to pick up the trophy and waited for their little celebration after after Sean Ennis lifted the trophy and. And then came in and stood with them, shook hands with them. I thought that I thought they again were very gracious in defeat and 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 they were unlike their their, their male counterparts, um, you know, went out gracefully. Um, I would say. They, they could they could definitely take a leaf from their book, all right. Um yeah, yeah look at they've been brilliant and, and they will be back. I'm sure there's gonna be a little bit of um Evolution, shall we say, in the Dublin team as well. Like Mick, Mick did mention after the game that three or four of them might just step away, and it would have been the fairy tale ending. But you know yourself in sport, Mickey, um, fairy tale endings don't always happen, and we had our own fairy tale, thankfully. Um, and and Dublin have enjoyed theirs up to now. It was just an all round great occasion. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're talking about retirements in the Dublin team. Doubt we'll see any retirements in the Mead team. I think uh, is is Nevo Sullivan the oldest on the team at 31. Yeah, that's it. And I think Monica's behind her then just a year or two. But aside from that, um, you're you're talking early to mid-20s is the average age of this team, which is scary. And like we have an outstanding mid-minor team coming up behind them, you know, who, yeah. who in their own respect just won a Leinster last week as well. So they're going to start to be integrated in. And it's just great, like for the county, you know, and the lift it's going to give young young players. And I think there's seven and a half thousand members in, in mid clubs now at the minute at ladies level, which is outstanding. And I suppose how far Mead have come in, in such a short space of time, it's it's a fairy tale story and um one I think that needs to be recognized. It's recognized in the county, but I do think this is probably one of the stories of the generation. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, like it, like it, it's an unbelievable story, Like we, we were saying it like in the last couple of weeks, we mentioned it on the podcast, people that kind of took note of it is that the last four competitions they entered, they got to the final of all four of them. And up until yesterday, they'd won the three previous ones. And we were saying, like, why can't they go on and win the fourth one as well? Four competitions in a row. Division three, intermediate championship, division two, and then senior championship. Like, it's it's the story that just keeps giving. <laughs> yeah, and, and they've done it the hard way. You know, they're like, yeah. they've been underdogs in, in their last three games in the championship, in the quarterfinal, semifinal and final. And... They were the biggest underdogs in history going into that uh, going into that final. Dublin fourteen to one on. They've never seen the like of it before. 
um, which is what sort of makes it for me. That makes it all the more sweeter. I think from a mead standpoint as well, when you can do well, that. The fact that the, the fact that you have a score on it, uh, <laughs> that makes it all the sweeter. I, I did. I, I was only, I was only tweeting Barry Dardis this morning. I I seen a ridiculous bet, and like, and it's okay saying it, but um, a fella he had a ten euro free bet at the start of the year, and he's put it on Mead Ladies and Mayo to win the All-Irelands. Mead Ladies, 55 to 1 from the start of the year. Mayo, 10 to 1. 10 euro pays something like six and a half grand. Um, yeah, amazing. But uh, look, at I, I know there was quite a few. A, f- a few people did have a little wager on Mead at the start of the year at 50, 55 to 1. And, and you know, that's just great. And it speaks volumes of, I suppose, the confidence and optimism in the county now. Yeah, absolutely. It won't be 50 to 1 next year, Mickey. No, I don't think there'll be 50 to 1 next year. Um, and uh, you'd be looking to get 8 to 1 of them um, for the championship next year. Yeah. Never mind for one, a one-off game. But uh, <laughs> yeah, look, they've just been... It's just it's just incredible. And, you know, we, 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 as we said, we do have the interviews. We'll be doing those on our uh, Loyal Royals podcast. But the funny thing, even last night, Davy, when we went over to the Knightsbrook and Trim and we got talking to them again and whatever, you know, they, they, it hasn't... Straight away after the game, they were just kind of like in shock. There was just this shock look on their face and whatever. And they were answering the questions, and you know they were just jovial and in great form and whatever. But they don't realize, and even last night it hadn't hit in. And I wonder when it's going to kick in for them that they're going to realize, oh my god, we are the All Ireland champions, or we won the Senior All Ireland, we beat Dublin. We were only after winning an interview. Now, like, are they ever going to realise the magnitude of what just happened? I'd say when they start to sober up sometime in October, it, it probably <laughs> will um, start to sink in. But that's really it. Like at the minute, they're not going to, you know, today, to me, that's the second day is always the best. And they'll probably go and visit maybe schools and some of the clubs. And that's great as well. And, and to be honest with you, the second day, you can enjoy it more with your teammates. Like last night is great and everything like that, but you have everybody there and that's lovely in its own respect. But it's it's important that they spend time with their families, their friends, but most importantly themselves because they've, they've become such a tight-knit, close bond. And, you know, Eamon Murray has spoken about that too, Mickey, like how it doesn't matter if you're 40 on the panel and or you're the first one on the panel. They're like sisters, each and every single one of them. And that's got them as far as it's got them, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely incredible. Well, look, this is your uh, your All Ireland champions here now. We're going to just give them all a mention: Monica McGurk, Emma Troy, Mary Kate Lynch, Katie New, Avian Leahy, Avian Cleary, Shauna Ennis, the captain, our first ever uh, Mead Ladies All Ireland winning captain. It's just incredible. Orla Lally and Myra Shockmacy, uh, Orla Byrne, Stacey Grimes, Neve uh, O'Sullivan, Vicky Wall, Emma Duggan, Bridgetta Lynch. Uh, Neve Galobley, um, Megan Thine, Shelley, Melia, Emma White, Alison O'Sullivan, Sarah Powderly, Erla Duff, Ashton McCabe, Eva Farrell, Anya Sheridan, Kate Byrne, uh, Maeve Byrne, uh, Olivia Gore, Alva Leahy, uh, Ali Sher- Sherlock, and that is your panel of 30 uh, All-Ireland winners from the TG Carr Ladies All-Ireland Final for 2021. Just... It's, uh, I mean, it's just incredible. It really is. Uh, it's probably the top sporting story in Ireland for the last year and a half, Davey Rusman. Yeah, without doubt. Absolutely phenomenal um, from where they've come from. You know, six yeah. years ago being bet by Cork by 40 points in a championship game and then voluntarily putting their hand up to be regraded to intermediate. 
Yeah, so Davey, um, you know, as I said already, we are doing a full review on our Patreon service, the Loyal Royals podcast. If you want to go over there and uh, hear those interviews and the full review of the game, um, uh, the All Ireland history making team that is the Mead Ladies team. Um, yeah, Davey, we'll move on now. We are going to go to some club hurling results. Um, I think you have them there. Um, there was uh, obviously it was a hurling. Championship weekend in Mead, and there was a few, a few, um, a few shock results thrown up um, this weekend, Davy. Again, there was indeed Mickey. Yeah, there was some some big upsets in the um, in the Senior Hurling Championship at the weekend as well. I suppose most notably um, on Saturday when Kiltail, the former Kingpins, dethroned the current champions. Um, well, beat them. They haven't dethroned them just yet, but they put them. <laughs> they put them on the cusp. 219 to 214, Kiltail won over Trim. That's two defeats now for Trim. They need to win their last three games if they're to stand a chance of just getting out of the group, which is amazing to think that, you know, what, a month ago they defeated Rateau to claim the 2020 honours, but just shows. Um, Nafina going well. They beat uh, Longwood, neighbours Longwood on the scoreline at 219 to 10 points. And Kildalki scored a massive win themselves over Rateau, the aforementioned Rateau, who were probably the main protagonist in this year's championship but Kildalki stung them 121 to 120 in a belter on Saturday in Navin um, in the group B of the senior Clannagale had a massive win over Wolf Tones 328 to 216 there was one game in group A of the intermediate on Saturday Navin O'Mahony's and Rappenline played out a thrilling 315 a piece draw um, and then in group B Dunham Ashburn beat Gail Colmkill 216 to 11 points Kilskir Moila um did a job on Kaline 219 to 112 and Kildaki in a battle of the second teams as it was in the first teams uh, scored a double over a total 118 to 113 there's a few games in the junior then Kilmessen were 211 to 3 point winners over Dundery St Peter's Dunboyne um, hammered Nafina 123 to 16 and Kiltail beat Navan O'Mahony's 219 to 19 and then moving on into Sunday in Group E of the Senior Championship St. Peter's Dunboyne made it two wins from two. They beat Kaline 222 to 118. And Kilmessen um, beat Blackhall Gales in a high quality affair 217 to 212. In the junior two hurling in Group A, then on Sunday, um, Retote did get a win. They beat Clannagale 221 to 116. And um, then into, into, into the intermediate Group A, a massive win for Dundry over Trim. That'd be Trim's second team 614 to seven points. And there was also um, a, a draw match between Drumree and Boards Mill in the intermediate centre, like a cracker this one, Mickey. 219 to 122, so 25 points apiece in that one. Um, and that is all your hurling from the weekend. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn placing it with the near silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automore. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automore from your phone. Automore also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coyne & Sons, your authorised Automore dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in-store in Clonard, County Mead. So, Davey, um, looking ahead to the fixtures for uh, this weekend, we'll start with the Junior Championship. Um, it is the Ballery Spa Restaurant and Guesthouse Accommodation. So, in 
Group A of the Junior Championship, Courtain will be taking on Kilbride. Uh, that game is going to be in Slane at 5pm. Um, of course, Courtain have to play Castletown uh, in the meantime before that uh, game is played. And at the same time, in Dulik, it will be Vincent's taking on Castletown. So, top of the table clash there. And Courtain, well, it could be. We don't know what the result of the, uh, the Courtain-Castletown uh, game is yet. But if Castletown were to win... It would be a, a top of the table clash. Um, and that would mean that Kilbride and Courtain would be fighting it out for the final place in the quarterfinals. In Group B, <clears throat> on Friday at 8 pm in Ballinlock, it's going to be Karen Ross against St. Bridget's. And then uh, in Carlinstown at 8 pm at the same time on Friday, it's Kilmain and Wood against Boards Mill. Um, and then in Group C, in Castletown on Sunday at 12, it will be Slane against St. Dalton's. And in Dundry, at the same time, it's Dunsany against Minority. Davy Rusman, um, some tasty ties there in the Junior Championship next weekend. Yeah, I mean, generally speaking, I think ourselves in Kilbride is probably the standout game because regardless of what happens against Castletown, it will come down to that to decide who goes through. Whereas in the other groups, Minority and Kilmain and Wood are both gone from their respective groups. So I don't think they can get off the bottom regardless of what happens. So there's a little bit to be sorted in terms of positioning in the other groups, second yeah. and third place, which is important because um, second place goes in the other groups, in Group B and C, second place goes straight through to a quarterfinal. Third is only in a preliminary quarterfinal, which is also a, a relegation game of sorts as well because the loser of that will be in Junior B next year. So there's huge stipulations, um, you know, depending on those uh, preliminary quarterfinals. So basically, if you're in Group B and C, you need to be in the top two or else... You know, you have work to do, but should be a fascinating weekend. Yeah, it really will. Um, and Davy, we're going to move on now to the Mead Farm Group Intermediate Championship Group A on Sunday, twelve o'clock. Both of these games at twelve o'clock for Group A uh, in Bective. It will be, or sorry, in Summerhill, it's going to be Bective against Blackhall Gales and Nobber against St Pat's. That will take place in Centralstown on Sunday at 12 o'clock. Then in Group B, we're looking at this, and uh, again, Sunday, 12 o'clock, it is Moyla versus Longwood, that game taking place in Kildalki. And then Clonmagale will take on Trim in the top of the table clash there as well, and that is at 12 o'clock in Park Colgin Navin. In Group C, it will be Oldcastle versus Waterstown. This is on Sunday at 2pm in Kilmainham. And then Sidden will take on Mead Hill in Drumcondrick at the same time again. Uh, Oldcastle and Waterstown already they, they're fighting it just to see who will top that group and then Sydney and Mead Hill are avoiding that bottom spot um, in, in their game Group D will see Delique Bellustown and Drumbara uh, face off against each other in Simonstown at 8pm on Friday and Beliver will take on Kilmainham in Courtown at the same time on Friday evening and then finally in Group E it is Ballinock and Dundry. It's Sunday and it's 5pm in Sean Newman Park uh, in Bohemian. And then at the same time in Nobber, you will see Rod Kenny and St. Michael's. Davey, which ones stand out for you in there? There's loads. <laughs> There's yeah. probably one in every group, to be fair. I mean, yeah. if you look at uh, if you look at Group B, like the, the Moyle Longwood game has huge ramifications, I suppose, for the bottom of uh, the group to decide who will go into the relegation playoffs. Nobber and Pats is essentially a winner goes through to a quarterfinal game. So one of those two, which let's be honest about it, they're two sides relatively new coming down from senior. One of those are going to be gone from the championship on uh, on Sunday evening. Um, Mead Hill and Sidden, 
the Davy Cal Derby, you know, fascinating duel in prospect there. Sydney aren't going well. Mead Hill should really be looking to win this to get into a quarter final. We all know what happened in that first round. Um, so now they're in a relegation scrap with uh, Sydney, um, managed by their former uh, manager, Davy Cattle, and, and club man in uh, Nigel Maguire. That's just mad. Um, Group D is brilliant because on the back of that draw between Kilmainham and Drabara, you have a scenario whereby both of them are, are in with a shout of getting through, but also both of them are looking perilously over their shoulder to decide who, who could potentially finish bottom of the group. We have Beliver and Kilmainham and Carton on uh, on Friday night. I think that's probably the tie of the round, to be honest with you, because Beliver themselves need a win to get through um, yeah. in the first year back in intermediates. There's so much happening in, in that group. And then in in, uh, in Group E, like as well, there's... There's serious amount to be sorted out. Dundry have it in their own hands. They know that a win against Ballinlock will be enough to get them through. Um, Rakenny against Michaels. I don't think there's much to be played for in this. Rakenny will want to make a three from three top the group naturally enough. Michaels will be dependent on Ballinlock not getting a result against Dundry because if they do, there's a scenario that three teams would be on two points and then all sorts of things could happen. But I, I, I would struggle to make a case for Ballinlock against Dundry, but you just never know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, you know, like Ballock have 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 um, turned the tide. I suppose um, coming into this championship, they they were on a run of seriously bad results. They haven't got a win. They put in some stern uh, results against St. Michael's and Kenny. So you just never know, Davy Ruspin. Um, there's always a win in Ballock. Um, Davy, we'll move on now to the various DLC your championship group A, John Shockland and Dunamore Ashburn. It's eight pm on Friday night in Screen. Um, nice little local derby there. Then Navin O'Matney's taking on with Hope um, in Denor on uh, Friday at 8pm from Group A. Group B, we'll see Nafina and Balanabraki take each other on in Clamard at 12 o'clock on Sunday. And also at 12 o'clock on Sunday in Ardcath, it will be St. Column Kills against Curra Haas. Two tasty ones in there in that group. Then in Group C, it's Wolf Tones against Minalvi, uh, 2.30 in, uh, on Sunday in Screen. And Simon Sim will take on Gail Columkill and Park Tolchin on Sunday at the same time. That's an interesting, I didn't think they'd put that one in Park Tolchin. I thought they might bring it to Sean Newman Park or something like that. Um, then uh, finally in Group D, it is uh, Sunday, Park Tolchin, 5pm. It's Summerhill against Dumboyne. And Scream will take on Centralstown at the same time in Stumullen. Davy Resman, not much to be said here. Uh, quite enough senior championship. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the Chocolate and Dunham or Ashburn is amazing in the sense that Dunham or Ashburn could potentially go through if they beat Dunham with one win. You know, with yeah. two points, they could get through to a quarter final, um, which is rather unthinkable. And it, it could actually happen because you would fancy we're told to beat Navin Amani, so we're told to go through full marks, top points. But I, I think it's all about Dunham I think this is their chance. I think they, they have a right good chance now of getting into a quarter final by beating Dunham or Ashburn. They, to me, they need to do that. Um, group B is horrendous for Balnabraki because <laughs> there's a scenario here whereby they get to four points and they end up in relegation playoffs I don't agree with that at all to be honest with you four out of six points should not be in relegation trouble I don't care what anybody says but that's the reality of it if they beat Nafina the likelihood is column kills will beat Kuraha and th- there would be three teams on four points but score difference would go against Balnabraki and they would finish well, it, third and into relegation it would all depend on how much they'd win by. So. Of course, but but <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's unlikely, but it is what it is. Um, in, in Group C, it's weird because 
I'm fascinated as to how Simonstown are going to approach this game because Gail Collin still have a little bit of work to do in this game, you know, and they still have to get a result. And it is still one that sort of jumps off the page at you, regardless of how the teams are going. Um, Wolf Tones and Manalvi straight shoot out as well, you know, like Wolf Tones on three points, Manalvi of two points. Manalvi know that a win here will more than likely be enough for them to get through. So that's a straight shooter. That'll be a cracker. Um, and then the other group is fairly sewn up, but it's not quite because you have Summerhill and St. Peter's Dubai vying for top position, but you also have Screen who have the slightest chance of uh, progressing to the quarterfinals if they were to beat Centralstown by something like 15 or 20 points pitted with a win for Summerhill against St. Peter's Dubai. It's unlikely, but they have a chance. Yeah, mathematically, it's still there. You know, you... You just you, you you have to have that never say die attitude and that meanness for he was not over Davy Risman. There's a mathematical chance of uh, of screen being able to do it. And if they hold up their part of the bargain, you never know. Summer Hill might hold up the other end of it as well. Look, it's fascinating times um in the senior championship, as you said. You're looking at like um the likes of Ballon Bracky could end up on four points and then still not. Uh, get through to a quarter final, but end up in a relegation battle. Um, you've also the fact that, uh, like Dunham or Ashburn could go through on two points to a quarter final, so one win. It's yeah, absolutely brilliant. It is the way it is. Such is life in in, in football. It is sport, and you know it. It, it would be cruel to see Ballinabracky go out if they were to win against the Fianna and uh, end up in a relegation battle. It would be really, uh, really, really tough. But anyways, look, um, it'll all be sorted by the end of next weekend, and uh, we'll know what the quarterfinals pair- pairings will be. And um, head on over to our loyal loyal service on Patreon for uh, full preview and predictions on all of the games mentioned so far, and. Um, yeah, we will uh, we, we'll go into a little bit more depth on each team and each each pairing in those uh, final round three games of the championship. Davey, as well as that, um, just on last week's podcast, we did have our Blackwater in Kells team of the week, player of the week, and our top scorer of the week. And uh, it was absolutely a phenomenal week for scorers. Uh, you know, I think everybody in the in, in the Club Championship was was trying to get that top scorer position. That went to Ryan Moore from uh, Longwood. He kicked one nine for Longwood against Trim in their defeat to Trim. But what a performance to kick one nine out of one eleven. And then our Player of the Week and um, popular um, choice due to the fact that he put in a, a barnstorming performance against um, uh, uh, the, in that local derby against Trimbara. It was of course Mickey Newman, Davy Rispin, and. Um, you know what? What can you say about him? Uh, what a guy! And you've met up with him uh, in Kells, and to, to present him with the voucher. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. You know, and he's he's sort of cast in bronze nowadays, Mickey. We don't see the the golden moments, maybe as much as we we would have done in the past. But he's still so capable when he's fit and firing. And you know, he's a massive player for Kilmainham, and um, he's given them now a chance again. When it looked for all the world that. You know, their, their championship was going to peter out and they'd be end, ended up in a relegation dogfight. We're going to have the red carpet out from now on Friday night coming to Cartown um, to maybe put on another masterclass and guide Kilmainham back into the quarterfinals and the knockout stages for a second consecutive year. But Beliver might have something to say about it. But as you say, 11 points in a game of that magnitude with the pressure that was on and his all-around contribution as well from chatting to yourself. Um, phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Well, you caught him up, caught up with the aforementioned Mickey Newman in the Blackwater in, in Kells with George Plunkett and Patricia over there uh, for the presentation of that. And we're going to go to the interview you got with him just now. 
Delighted to be now joined by Blackwater Inn Player of the Week, Mr Mickey Newman. Mickey, congratulations on the award and I suppose the draw as well, a big recovery after the, the first round and obviously against the local neighbours. It was nice to get something out of it. Yeah, Davey, thanks very much and I'll say thanks to George as well. Uh, it's great to get it. Um, yeah, it was great to get uh, a result. Obviously, Delic was, was a tough assignment and uh, played well, but ultimately got nothing. So, uh, yeah, we were very happy, pleased to get something out of it the way it was looking. Probably could have stole it at the end, so all in all, it was good, yeah. 11 points on the on the day as well. Always nice, and always uh, it was a big team effort, and Jamie O'Sullivan, I can't believe you passed to him, but you squared it to him for the big goal that, that ultimately got the draw, I suppose. Right man, right place, and he finished it well. Yeah, Jamie, um, I thought he was very very good in the game. I thought everybody stood up uh, you know, and carried the line, and we caused a lot of trouble up front. So, uh, yeah, I was delighted, uh, you know, personally, to get, get the scores, but... Um, yeah, I was very proud of the lads the way we dug in, you know. George, I suppose he's no stranger to these quarters in here, Mickey. Um, but he's a great ambassador, I suppose, for the town as well. He's been flying the flag for the county in the last number of years and a great servant to Kilmainham as well. Uh, absolutely, I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, he's a gentleman. Um, he's spent a lot of time scoring pints. He spent a lot of time over on the Westway pulling pints. <laughs> Not that much time drinking pints, but well able to do it when we'd say when he's allowed. But yeah, Mickey is a great, great ambassador and a good lad and good Kilmainham man. Never forgot his roots. Some lads get on a county team and you know you think that you, you, you think they were swapped, but that's not Mickey's not one of them guys. He's a hundred percent. Yeah, delighted for him that he won it. Well, yeah, we know the injury trouble he's he's been through and what he try sorry has to do to get himself into playing even matches and that. And it's great to see the class is is still very much there. Absolutely, um, class is permanent, I suppose. It's, um, it's a cliche, but it's definitely true in Mickey's case. And look at, I'm sure lads don't even know the half of what goes on. And I heard stories about morning of a match or something Mickey be out running laps again so properly warmed up and all that sort of stuff and look at it's just a different level that these guys go to but that's what you have to do and um, rewards are there in fairness when you, when you put in the work yeah, absolutely Mickey I suppose we, we've seen you making a bit of a return this year to, to inter-county action um, will we see you next year or is, is that it I suppose uh, no, you won't. In short, uh, yeah, I obviously battled back last year, and uh, yeah, it didn't work out for me uh, personally. But I, I enjoyed going back. I gave it everything. I've given it everything as long as I could. And uh, yeah, it's just time to look after the body now and concentrate on on giving something back to my club, uh, or as coaching and playing. So uh, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Are you, I suppose, happy with the stint? A little bit of regret, maybe just the way it ended but as you say Kilmainham will be delighted to have you back I suppose for Taunton Cup and League and everything not just Championship for a change I suppose yeah I'll actually play a League game now uh, <laughs> yeah no I, obviously yeah, you'd have some regrets over the years but uh, personally I tried to do my best tried to get my body and give as much as I could so uh, you can't look back at regrets I was happy to play it was my dream and uh, you know I got to play at the highest level so um, yeah I'm looking forward now to driving the lads on and you know, giving as much back as I can. That's it. Yeah. Big game Friday night in Cartown against Believer. I suppose there's relegation implications, but there's also a potential place in the quarter final up for grabs now on the back of that draw last weekend. So it's a massive game for both. They're in a similar position coming up as junior champions. Like they're they're in a brilliant position. But we can we can expect a classic game. I'm sure. 
Oh, definitely. Like, we've played Beliver during the hard times in league uh, kind of playoff games and stuff like that, and we know what they're all about. Very good team. Watched them against Navarra, very well organised. And Yeah, it's going to be a hell of a game. Uh, it's amazing how the group changes all of a sudden with, with our draw. We're now back in it, uh, and we're going to prepare and give it 110% uh, when we play them, yeah. George, I suppose just a word on Mickey's county career I know you've followed him all over the country and um, for me the big mead supporter he's he's given us all and he's been a as we said already a great ambassador for for this town but also for the county mead absolutely um from day one um Mickey was very special talent um actually the the one memory that really sticks out to me was um made by Martin Blake was a selector there with, with Mickey minor team and I was brought in to carry water on that and the pint he kicked above on Parnell Park uh, was it was it in extra time Mickey or was it the force extra time I know that's a long time ago and that was the very early stages but that was absolutely that was massive it was like it was as good as anything we'd say Morris Fitzgerald or any of these guys mm-hmm. have, have done in that sort of pressure situation so that, that marked Mickey out as a special talent from the world go and as I said I enjoyed I enjoyed watching him when he was playing for me and as he said himself he always gave it all unfortunately from his point of view his career would have been um, interrupted with a lot of injuries and as I said you know the, not a normal club players don't realise what these guys go through and have to put themselves through to try and get back and get right but Mickey can have no regrets as he said himself he gave it all and that's all anybody can do Mickey, just finally, I suppose a word for George and indeed Patricia. They're brilliant publicans here in the town, but they're also great supporters of Meet GA. We're very lucky and honoured to have them on board with the podcast for this. And it's just nice, I suppose, to be rewarding the club players for their outstanding achievements as well. Yeah, absolutely. When I when I saw that uh, Patricia and George are getting on board, it was just a perfect match, really, you know. Genuine people that are interested in mead football and club football and uh, you know anytime you come in you know you're you're greeted with a welcome and asked how you get on and how's the how, how's your club going so it's a perfect fish and very generous sponsorship and um yeah i just think it's great because a great bit of chat among the whatsapp groups i'm sure you're the same record mm-hmm. town and um it's a bit of a buzz around the place i think it's it's excellent for north mead in particular yeah yeah absolutely no may continue well done and congratulations oh, well, thank you Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons your authorised Automore dealer on 046 955 1910 or in-store in Clonard, County Mead. Davey, moving on to our lotto segment. Have many of the lads been in contact with you? Hey, a few. Um, not, not too many, but we'll excuse them for the week that was in it. Um, but Dunchocklin and Royal Gales never miss a trick and... Uh, they had no jackpot winner, surprise, surprise, of their 13,000 euro jackpot. The numbers drawn were 18, 24, 26, and 27. They had two match three winners who collect 100 quid each. Next draw takes place tonight, Monday, at half eight, live on Facebook. Reserve of 13,000, second reserve of 1,400. Play that on Club Force. 
Um, Manalvi, currently capped at 10,000, reserve increased to 6,800 euro on Monday night, and you can play that one at manalvigfc.ie or on the Club Force app. 320 euro winners from last week. Lee Moshe, Kieran Ennis, and Anne Regan. Uh, Dunsany, the numbers drawn were 7, 8, 16, and 23. They had one match three winner who was Thomas Dalton from Robinstown, who collects 150 quid. Next week's jackpot rolls on to 7,650 quid. Blackhall Gales next draw takes place tonight, which is the sixth, and it's 7,200 euro per grabs there. Oldcastle still going strong at 12,000 next Wednesday night on the Club Force app. Um, my own court in GFC were 6,100 euro next week. And numbers drawn last week were 10, 19, 21, and 29. No jackpot winner Kathleen Rennix, Chris Murray, Ashlyn Smith, Liz McCabe, and Pamela Kavna won 20 euro each. Um, and Gail Conkill currently capped at 12,000 euro, still remains that for next Thursday night. Uh, Maria Farrell was the winner of the match three, she collects 150 euro for her troubles. Numbers drawn were 11. 20, 21, and 30. And I just have something else uh, here, Mickey. It's linked, but it's, it's not a it's not a lotto, but it, it's we'll give it a plug nonetheless. From Longwood, they're giving you the chance to win two premium level tickets to next begins All Ireland football final. Um, can Mayo reach the promised land after 70 barren years? Can Tyrone land Sam for the fourth time? The first without Mickey Hart at the helm. They're really selling this. I love it. Um, whatever the outcome, you could be there to witness it at uh, this historic occasion. It's an absolute win-win because you are buying a raffle ticket, which you can also support Longwood GA Club for. So for €30, Euro, you will receive one line, which is four numbers of your choice in their weekly draw for the next 12 weeks, which is good. Um, you will also be included in the All-Ireland final draw, which will take place late next week, which is this week. Um, and as they say, it could be the best 30 euro you ever spend in your life. Um, you can purchase the ticket at www.longwoodga.com forward slash categories, forward slash lotto, forward slash products. And they said best of luck and thank you in advance for your support. Brilliant stuff, brilliant stuff. I have two lottos just to give a mention. Obviously, uh, the Simonstown lotto wasn't one last Friday, it was 6,600. Numbers drawn were 1, 2, 6, and 15. And D and Damien Coyle. Anne Marie Carraher and Michelle Northey, they all were the lucky dip winners. And um, finally, the last one I have there is the Central State Lotto. It's still a massive 10,000. Um, it is capped at 10,000 euro. No winner, and you can do it on the Smart Lotto. Go to any of their social media pages and you will find the links there. Same with the Simonstown one. If you go to their social media pages, you will find the links on on uh, those pages for the lotto. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coyne & Sons, your authorised Automower dealer, on 046-955-1910 or in-store in Clonard, County Mead. Finally, Davey, Instagram. Much Instagram interactive this week. There's a bit. Is there? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And as, as expected, the mean ladies dominate with Dahi Finnegan. Really? 
getting the ball rolling. Yes, Mickey. Uh, he said, I hope everyone understands just how amazing an achievement it is. What a group. Yeah, that's exactly what we were trying to point out earlier on, but the girls don't even know the magnitude of it. And I suppose we won't really, I, I, I don't think anybody has really um, realised it. Like, you know, it'll, it'll be looked back on in a few years' time and people will go, God, that was an unbelievable um, journey that those girls went on and an incredible sporting story. Uh, yeah, class. Absolutely. Uh, there's a few in from Becca Crowley. She said, Vicky Wall, what an outstanding player and role model. Emma Duggan is an unbelievable player for her age, played outstandingly well. And Sean Ennis is the best back in Mead. Yeah. Um, uh, just incredible. Sean Ennis, like, you couldn't single out just Sean Ennis in the back line. I thought that they were all excellent. I thought that, uh, like, I, I have, from the programme, I've got little marks beside their names when they got interceptions or intercepted the ball and stuff. And Every one of them uh, uh, have marks. I just thought that they were excellent. I thought Avian Cleary as well at centre back just mopped yeah, up. Mary, Look, Kate Lynch, Emma Troy. Mary Kate Lynch, yeah, yeah Emma Troy, and Avian Lee. Like the whole life, like you couldn't. Katie knew. Yeah. All, they, like as a defensive unit, they were incredible. You can't take anybody out of that unit. It's like a, a link in the chain. Um, it won't work without them. Yeah, um, a big bone of contention on an otherwise almost flawless day was no beautiful mead after the game. And that's what yeah. Dennis Lynch points to. He said, epic win, though. Best day in Croker for a long time. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And I was, I was waiting for it to come on and it didn't. Um, they actually played, they played a song and I thought it was a bit, um, well, let me think about that. I'll try they played you two was. directly after, wasn't it? As soon um, as the final whistle went. Was it you two? And then there was another song came on when they were lifting the cup. Yeah, they were lifting the cup, but I thought it was a, a kind of a, a strange um, song to pick, but I, I'll try and remember it. So. Mm. Eddie Kirby says, get a petition going for key pack on the lads' jerseys. Yeah. You know, everybody. You know, it's like, I, I, I compare it nearly to um, Tiger Woods on the final day of, a, of, of an open or something like that, when he wears the red and the red is supposed to scare away uh, the opponents <laughs> and stuff like that. Like, it's the key pack. Once the opponents see key pack on the front of a jersey, they, they shudder, you know, they just they fall apart. Absolutely. Robert Perfield said, surely Emma Duggan's goal is the best ever scored in Crow Park by a Mead player. It has to be up there. Like, you know, really Does it beat Foley's? It's a different type of goal. Do you know what I mean? Like to do, like Foley's goal was a great team move yeah. from the end line, from one end line to the other. But I think it was just the the, the awareness and the, you know, to have the audacity to try that in an All Ireland final. You know, was only Emma uh, and, and it just shows you, a girl on top of her game. I seen I seen a thread. Um, I think it could have been Joe Dotty or somewhere where you know they were saying about Emma Douglas' goal, and some fella commented, and he was like, "Lads, come on, let's call a spade a spade." She didn't mean that. And if the people knew Emma Duggan like we all know and love her, you would one hundred percent say she did. And we didn't even bother asking Emma Murray because he's convinced she meant it. And like so are we. I, I think she one hundred percent meant to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next one in is from Shane Mulvaney and he just said where do we start incredible well where do we start um, you'd have to go back about 20 years I suppose that's the whole thing about this I think that's why there's been so much love towards this team is because you know they've seen the, the how the, 
how these players have developed from, we'll say, under 12 right up to now and what they've won, a lot of the younger players, what they've won in the lead up to this and that it's all been stepping stones and that we believed and while everybody in the country might have believed that this me team were coming, um, you know, that everybody believed in this team. And I think it's just a wonderful story. Yeah, I think you must be reading ahead, Mickey, because Brendan Keg is next in and he said two fingers up to those other podcasts for putting this unbelievable mead team down. <laughs> Look, I don't know, I don't know. Like I, I I every week, like and and in our preview last week, Davy, I, I kept saying to you, like, why can't they? That they're so used to winning. And one of the things as well that we talked about was um, you know, how they've won their games. They've won all like games in so many different ways. They've they've led pillar to post in games. They've led. They've come from the death in games. They've you know seen out tight games. They've you know they've they've, they've so much experience behind them that I, I I I don't know. I just felt that they were they were prepared for that final. Stevie Boy said, "If Dublin are the standard bearers, this is the first of many for me." That's it. You know, like if Dublin have a few um, a few that um, retire, um, you know, uh, that, 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 that should mean that Mead will be... Look, Mead are going to be the hunted next year. So they are. Do you know what I mean? Like they're not going to be the hunters. They're, they're not going to go in underdogs into a quarterfinal, semifinal and final if they go that far next year. Yeah. You know, um, so yeah, it's going to be a, a tough... Look, we'll worry about next year, next year. Let's not talk about next year. Deck F Dunn just said, Mead have to win the RTE team of the year. Phenomenal. Ah, yeah. Yeah, if they don't, it'd be it'd be crazy. In the last, is it is it just over a year, a year and six months that they've won the Division 3 title, the Intermediate, the Division 2, and now the yeah. Senior? And just in, in what, 18 months? Absolutely phenomenal. That's all. Um, Carl Gibney said one word, legends. <laughs> he's right they he go down and hit like they are they're history makers they're you know legends they it's, it's, it's the first ever ladies All-Ireland senior title it's just amazing I love this because this is Ushi Nomurku who was the star of the show last week for the Mead Miners kind yeah. of getting in touch and kind of recognising you know um, he just said Vicky Wall could take on any defender in the country such an icon yeah she really is Um you know, we were talking about this after the game. A lot of teams have that one player who gets the crowd going. Mm. And, and, and and Vicky Wall is that player for the ladies. You know, um, uh, that's so true. There's a, there's a buzz when she gets on the ball. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like when Conor McManus gets the ball for, for Monaghan or mm. if when the Gooch was playing, if the yeah. Gooch or the Clifford gets the ball or whatever. Mm. You know, the, 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 the energy rises when, when she yeah. gets the ball because you know that she's going to... And the fear in the other team when she gets the ball. The panic, yeah, sheer panic. panic. <laughs> um, Jack Walsh, true to form, the referee in Bally Buffet Friday night gifting Finn Harps three points. Um, yeah, honestly, Jack, th- this is not the week for it, okay? <laughs> Unless... We need some fillers on other weeks, Jack, but this yeah. is not the week. This is not the week, Jack. Yeah, this is not the week. Nobody's taken the the, um, limelight away from the girls. No, and Conor Harford very much putting the straight back on them by saying, Mead supporters, best in the country. There's so much goodwill. Again, that's what I've been saying. And we were I was talking to a few lads about this in the Knightsbrook last night. And there's so much backing for these girls. 
because of their preview of their backstory, like winning at underage and, and the progression that they've made. But you can see the love for this minor team and last year's minor team. And that will carry through to next year and the year after. And when they start making it on to that senior team, I think that people love to see a story. Mm. You can't go from heroes to zero or from zero to hero overnight in, in, G, in, in um, men's football or ladies' football. There has to be groundwork done. And I suppose that's what we've been missing at underage for a number of years. We haven't, we haven't been developing enough, enough uh, players to break through onto the senior team that have won All-Ireland medals. Now we've yeah. gone. We've gone and done it with the ladies. I'm waffling, aren't I? You really are. Um, yeah. Jessica Potterton just said, "Me, ladies, all the way." Try and keep it to thirty seconds if you can on this one, please. <laughs> no, she said it all. Me, ladies, all the way. Absolutely, class. <laughs> Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn placing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that is in your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin & Sons, your authorised Automower dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in-store in Clonard, County Mead. MD underscore 74 said no fireworks or confetti at the presentation like previous years. Ultimate trolling having the picks with the cup taken in front of the hill. <laughs> um, no fireworks uh, in Co Park. Is that what it is? Yeah, when, when yeah. Sean Ennis was lifting the, the cup. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, oh, that's, yeah. Valid, that's true. Yeah. Probably get put down to COVID, but I don't know why you would. Yeah. Yeah. Um, interesting. Mm, good observation um, speaking of which Colin O'Brien is in uh, with an observation of his own surprisingly oh, okay. uh, and he said every second kid wearing me jerseys around the town yesterday great to see <laughs> yeah. does he mean Navin or does he, is it Dublin or <laughs> um, Trim yeah could have been true. Um, no around Navin yeah um, absolutely great to see as well driving through and all the kids wearing the Mead jerseys um, you know, there's a buzz back in Mead. There's a buzz back um, with the Mead supporters. It's great to see it. Joe McQueenie has a few here. and This is good stuff. Uh, in the last six years, Vicky Wall has won Mead, Leinster and All-Ireland junior titles. Um, uh, Mead, Leinster and All-Ireland intermediate, sorry. And Mead senior with Dunboyne. She's won a Division 3, Division 2, um, intermediate and now a senior All Ireland with Mead, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, a, what age is Vicky? She's um, only in her early she's early twenties. Twenty three. I'm going to say. I'll tell you now. Go on to the next one. And I'll tell you. Yeah, I'm going for twenty three. Uh, Flash Gordon just said, "Wow." Uh, and then Susan Farrell next in. She said, "Just want to say a massive thank you to Davy and Mickey for organising the bus to Croker." Ah, cheers, Susan. Uh, it was a great day. Absolutely brilliant. Vicky Wall is twenty three. Davy, yeah, you're right. Mm. Some hall of medals. We yeah, we had a bus um went from the Blackwater in Kells uh, to Croker. Absolutely brilliant. Um and great buzz and great crack on the bus. Susan and the girls from uh from Balnock, and then we had a load from uh between Ultons and Kells. It was yeah, it was a it was a great old buzz on the bus. 
Sophie Healy said, Mead fans taking over the hill with a little winky face at the end. <laughs> yeah. And what it was brilliant as well was that at the very end, when Sean Ennis picked up the trophy and they were celebrating or whatever, and they made their way over to the to the Cusick stand with the trophy. But then all of the supporters on the hill went down into the one corner mm. and the, uh, the players went up with the trophy. It was just it was great to see it. Next one in is from Adam Chute, and he said, Bex on fire. Uh, this is the Bex bar. I think it's just outside Ashburn, Mickey, um, and it was absolutely um, buzzing. Yeah. yeah, yesterday evening, I think. Um, yeah. People from that side of the county didn't obviously venture to trim. But that was sort of their own little homecoming as well, which is nice. Yeah, And, and there's a lot of dubs up there, so they were rubbing yeah. in the face as well. Exactly, exactly. Wild Spy 70 said, Mead were unfazed by Dublin success and experience. Yeah, they, they were like, it was, it was mad. Like, you, you would have looked at it and said that if, if you were to look at it and be asked, who do you think is the reigning champions here? You would have said it was Mead. They were so comfortable throughout. It was, and especially at the end. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, that whole five in a row didn't start Lark at all. Kitty Cats 2015, love that name. <laughs> um, said, would love to see the GPS stats on each player, unreal movement by each and every one of them. Yeah, I see somebody put up and um, uh, said something about Vicky Walls and and uh, Emma Duggan's stats on on Twitter or whatever. Now, she didn't confirm that she had those stats, but she said their their GPS stats were on fire. Off the Richter scale. Um, Rian Monaghan said, Mead ladies need recognition from the rest of the county. I would have said they're getting it. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think that. Think, I'm not really aware of too many that are giving them recognition. Yeah. Yeah. Timelines no, um, are just swamped. It's great. And, and, and you saw the homecoming, thousands of people in trim last night. I think, yeah, no, these girls are being recognized for, for their amazing, amazing achievements. Tom O'Connor wants to build a statue of Emma Duggan. Let him. He can build it. Um, the, the hair. How would how would they do the hair? Um, probably use a pineapple or something like that. It'd be <laughs> great. <idea. laughs> it's it's an incredible head of hair, isn't it? Ah, uh, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. The head of curls and they just and, and, and especially when they're flowing behind. They're her, just popping. Like, yeah. Yeah, when she's like a, like she's on a motorbike or something when she's at full tilt. Um, next one in is from Liam McGuire, and he said the Mead ladies didn't fear the dubs. No, nope. we just spoke about that. They did not. Um, you know, and they they got great. Uh, they got great uh, ammo during the week. You know, when when everybody was just talking about the how how much the dubs were going to win by, it just seemed to drive them on. So yeah, no, didn't fear them. Dylan Scully said Alan Moore is looking for any of the Mead ladies Snapchats. <laughs> Uh, I'd say he is <laughs> They'd be hard got I'd say so um, Next one in is from Sean McGrath, a colleague of mine And he said Vicky Wall deserves a spot On Meads Mount Rushmore How true is that? <laughs> Absolutely um, Well, like, uh, do, you know, do you know what? Like, while, while Vicky was brilliant yesterday You know, you you couldn't single her out above anybody else. I thought, as you said already, like they, they were all to a man or to a woman, like 10 out of 10. There was nobody who didn't uh, didn't play well. Yeah. Um, Mickey, I think Paddy Stapleton, PS Tapes, has sent us an Instagram interactive, but he sent it to us on WhatsApp. 
Oh, could you, okay. could you just confirm? Have a have a quick look at it and just make sure it's vetted and it's safe for us to call out. <laughs> okay, we'll have a look at this now. Jeez, this is in from PS Tapes. Which one is it now? Is it? We uh, need definition key pack. All right, is that the one about your your sick fade? No. Well, no. Your championship, your championship. That, go, that goes without saying, but okay. So Paddy Stapleton, yeah. Well, okay. I think this is all right. We we can bring this out. Um, we need demolition key pack to team up. Send the miners and the ladies on a month's holidays to a big house in the middle of nowhere and let nature take its course. The future would look bright. <laughs> the only problem I can see with that in the immediate future is that the miners aren't of age yet. So give, maybe give it a year or two. Um, but yeah, there's there's a suggestion. Yeah, yeah so uh, thoroughbreds. Um, Mickey, I think I'm just going to do one more quick uh, refresh in case something has come in. But it hasn't. So that is it from Instagram Interact. Davey, have you anything else before we finish up the podcast? No, I just, I could get used to it, Mickey. I could get used to winning in All-Ireland every week. Um, I haven't really experienced one in my lifetime properly. And to get two in two in a week or two in two weeks is just, uh, it's amazing. It's And, yeah. and the, the fanfare and crack that goes with it, it's just class. Yeah, we got a great tweet. is from Joe Stafford. All Ireland's are like buses. You wait forever and then two come along at once. Um, absolutely brilliant. Look, they are the history makers. They are the Mead Ladies team. They are the first ever Mead Ladies team to win an All-Ireland Senior Championship final. It was an unbelievable day, an unbelievable game. You know, if you were going to beat somebody to win an All-Ireland, you'd say, I, I, do you know what? Wouldn't it be lovely to beat the Dubs? They went and they did it. One eleven to 12 points. That is not the whole story. We are going to go and do a full review of that game on our Lyle Royals podcast. And don't forget to go over and uh, uh, sign up for that one. It's absolutely cool. We have um, interviews with Vicky Wall, Sean Ennis, Avian Lee, and Eamon Murray after the game. And uh, we'll also have our previews this week as well going out of the Mead Championship. So that's it from your We Are Mead podcast on a historic weekend for the Mead Ladies footballers. And We Are Mead by Management.